Welcome to our podcast for Plains United Methodist Church of Plains, Pennsylvania. Our scripture readings for later in the service will be taken from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 44 through 53, and from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 11 through 23. My name is Reverend Tenny Rupnick. In honor of Memorial Day, please listen before we start our time of worship together as I read the following words. They are from an online publication and I wanted to share them with you today. During World War II, newspaper columnist Ernie Pyle painted pictures with his words of life on the ground with the infantry. His most famous column, however, chronicled the death of Captain Waskow and the heartbreak soldiers experienced when faced with the deaths of their comrades and the power of silent tributes. Pyle described how during a hard stretch of fighting in the Italian mountains, the army hired Italian mule skinners to carry the bodies of fallen Americans down the mountainside to a collection point at the bottom where Pyle waited with other soldiers. Friends of the deceased took an opportunity during a break in the fighting to see their fallen comrades. In Pyle's words, Then the first man squatted down and he reached down and he took the dead hand of Captain Waskow and he sat there for a full five minutes, holding the dead hand in his own and looking intently into the dead face. And he never uttered a sound all the time he sat there. And finally, he put the hand down and then reached up and gently straightened the points of the captain's shirt collar. And then he sort of rearranged the tattered edges of his uniform around the wound. And then he got up and walked away down the road in the moonlight, all alone. We live in peace free of fascism because of soldiers like Captain Waskow, who went to war and did their duty. They fought knowing they faced death and they carried out their job. Imagine going to work at your office and the person in the next cubicle was killed and you must carry on. And then the next day you lose three more friends down the hall from you and the replacement in the cubicle next to you who you just met and you must still carry on. We cannot truly honor those soldiers who gave the ultimate sacrifice for their country because their actions honored them far beyond what we are capable. We can only pay our respects for what they gave to us and to our nation. We can and should enjoy our Memorial Day weekend. We should live our lives happily and fully because Captain Waskow and many others died to assure us our freedom to do so. We should also give pause to remember them and to thank them for that sacrifice. Friends, we cannot straighten the points of their shirt collars or rearrange the tattered edges of their uniforms around their wounds. But may we now have just a couple moments of silence in which to remember them.
and we say, thank you. The seventh Sunday of Easter, Ascension Sunday, May 24th, 2020. Our Bible verse for the week is 1 Peter 4, 12 through 14, and 5, 10 through 11. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, so that you may also be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. Discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Gather together with me by closing your eyes and imagining our sanctuary around you, the smooth pew beneath you, the shuffles and whispers of those around you, the light slanting in through the stained glass windows, the handshakes, the smiles, the hugs, the love. Place yourself there in your mind. We are not there in person, but God can help us feel there in spirit. Our invocation. O oh God, our God, you who have led us apart from the busy world and into the quiet of this moment, grant us the presence and the power and the inspiration of your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our call to worship this morning is taken from Psalm 68. Sing to God, O kingdoms of all the earth, sing praises to the Lord. O rider in the heavens, the ancient heavens, listen, he sends out his voice, his mighty voice. Sing to God, sing praises to his name. Lift up a song to him who rides upon the clouds. His name is the Lord. Ascribe power to God, whose majesty is over Israel and whose power is in the skies. Awesome is our God, the God of Israel, for he gives power and strength to his people. Blessed be God. Sing to God, O kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord. Our opening prayer. Faithful Lord, we call out to you now in the hope that we will be brought closer to you this day. Grow in us an awareness of your presence. Develop in us a longing to grow in relationship with you. Build in us a desire to faithfully seek you out in our devotions and in our prayer. Help us to be a people who not only knows of your peace and love, but also to be a people who continually comes forward to experience and participate in it. Finally, Lord, create in us a desire to help others to do the same. It's in your Son's name we pray. Amen. Our first hymn for this morning is number 98 in our hymnal, To God Be the Glory. And I'm going to try and sing it. Please sing along if you know the words. 
To God be the glory, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son, who yielded his life an atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. O come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. O come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Great things he hath taught us, great things he hath done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. O come to the Father through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Let us join together now in our confession of faith as we recite the Apostles' Creed. Let us say what we believe, and believe what we say. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Our Prayer for Illumination Almighty God, grace us with understanding and insight as your scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed. Grant that we are more than just ready to hear your word, 
but that we are also ready to heed it. Create in us clean hearts and put new and right spirits within us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our gospel reading for this morning is Luke 24, 44 through 53. Then Jesus said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple blessing God. Our epistle reading, Ephesians 1, 11-23. In Christ we have also obtained an inheritance, having been destined according to the purpose of him who accomplishes all things according to his counsel and will so that we, who were the first to set our hope on Christ, might live for the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you had heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and had believed in him, were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. This is the pledge of our inheritance toward redemption as God's own people, to the praise of his glory. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him. So with, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and made him the head over all things for all the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. The title of our message this morning is Sealed, Preserved, Protected. So the scripture we just read says, When you had heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and you believed in Christ Jesus, 
you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard and believed, you were sealed. Who listening has ever used or played with hot wax? I have. I've worked with wax in different ways and at different times and in different places, in middle school art classes, at a Girl Scout summer camp, or with a small paintbrush and at Easter, just to name a few. In these instances and others, I have worked with hot and melted wax. And as I studied the scripture and thought about what it was saying to us, I caught myself thinking a whole lot about hot wax, about melting it and using it, about dripping it and pouring it, about painting with it and and shaping it. Because for me, I've worked with wax quite a bit and I've batiked fabrics in art class. I don't know if any of you have ever done that. I guided the kids in making homemade candles at the summer camp at which I was a summer, summer counselor after high school. I poured a canning wax over freshly made strawberry preserves, helping my grandmother in her kitchen. And I've tried just because the old-fashioned way of sealing an envelope, of dripping dabs of melted wax onto the paper and sealing it closed. And I used wax in dyeing Easter eggs as a kid. Have any of you all ever done that? My dad's younger brother is a great fan of this technique, and every year that he was around at Easter time, he'd melt wax on the stove in an old saucepan. He'd then grab a couple of old paintbrushes from the art supplies my grandma always had on hand, and he'd go to it, and he'd make some truly beautiful Easter eggs. So what you do with an Easter egg when you try this technique is you dye the egg one color, as anyone might normally. Let's, for our purposes, say the color we choose would be yellow, because it's a light color and easy to cover over. So you dye this egg yellow, and then carefully paint that hot wax over whatever part of the egg you'd want to stay yellow. That's the key here that you'd paint with wax the sections of the egg's now yellow shell that you want to stay yellow because the wax works as a waterproof barrier that seals that color safely under it and in. You might want to paint the wax over the yellow in the shape of a sun or in the starburst shape of many petals on a cheerful flower. Now the wax cools quickly, of course, And when it does, you can then put your egg into another color, a different color of dye. Let's say we choose red in this case and that we leave the egg in there for a minute or two. And you know what? The yellow you painted over with wax will indeed stay yellow, even after you dunk that egg in the red. And then you can paint with wax again now over that new red or or red-orange color that comes out, making new shapes and patterns and repeat. You get the idea. Putting the wax over those colors seals those colors in and keeps them bold and bright and true. My uncle was very good at this. And we would, as kids, we would always be very impressed with his eggs when he was done. I remember gathering around him at the end of the process to watch him scratch off all the wax he had applied, peeling and picking and scraping at his egg, 
to get down to the, the naked shell once again, and how he'd polish and buff the rest of that wax away with a rough, dry cloth, and how his eggs would look so good, so gorgeous, that we kids would admire them and wish we could make all of ours look just the same as his. In all these cases, all of them, hot wax was used in order to seal and to preserve. The wax poured on the top of freshly homemade strawberry preserves sealed them in so that they could then be set on a shelf and be safe from, from bacteria and rot and so that the preserves would still be good when finally opened. The sealing wax used on paper and parchment and other materials in times gone by formed a bond that is difficult to break without noticeable tampering and sealed that document so that it was easy to see that it remained unopened before delivery. The wax used on the Easter eggs and in the fabric dyeing process of batiking is used to seal in the dyes so that they will be kept bold and bright and true, just as the artist intended them to. And so the scripture says, When you had heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and you believed in Christ Jesus, you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard and believed, you were sealed. In this letter to the believers at Ephesus, the author, who is thought to be Paul, the author is telling the Christ followers at that ancient port city he is reminding them that believers in Christ are adopted as God's children through Christ. He is also calling for unity in the church as he reminds believers that they are as one body. And the author is calling for believers to practice the best and most upright kind of living in the face of all that, reminding believers that they are to live as children of the light. So they have been told that they have been and are being formed into something wonderful, made into something unique, shaped into something bold and bright and true. God, through Christ, has taken them into his hands and made something pretty incredible with them. And then, then that they have been, as the scripture says, that they have been sealed, preserved, and protected as this something new. After we heard and believed, we were then sealed. So we're like the hard-boiled egg in the hands of my uncle, and that we are creatively detailed and designed by a process of attentive sealing and protection. We are like the sweet strawberry mash called jam or preserves in the hands of a cook, and that we are painstakingly formed and put together and then covered with a layer of impenetrable protection. We are like the letter crafted and sent from the hand of a medieval scribe, and that we are set with an untamperable closure and bond, a bond which was most often set by stamp or signet ring, in order to identify the identity of the master, the mark of the maker. Think of that. But that's only half of the message, only half of what I'd like to say to you this morning. Because now we have been reminded that we are sealed, and that's great. 
So we are sealed and preserved and protected. Thanks, Pastor. Good to know, I guess, on this Memorial Day weekend in May. But so what? I have a pastor friend who asks that same question of every sermon he hears, so what, in order to challenge its message and usefulness. And, and I like the approach, so I'm asking it here of this sermon, of my sermon. So what? So what if I'm like that jar of preserves and sealed and protected, but somehow and in some way my life and living has been left up on a shelf? I mean, thank you, God, for the crafting. Thank you, Jesus, for the effort and attention and time. Thank you, I guess, but things are made for a use beyond sitting on a cellar or pantry shelf and getting dusty. Beautifully, batiked fabric longs to be a scarf or a dress, to be worn or draped, to be caught by the wind in a park on a summer day and sent to fluttering and rippling. Hard-boiled and painted eggs are meant for the admiring, but also for the cracking and the eating. Hand-dipped candles on homemade wicks are meant for burning. Letters written by a looping flow of ink are meant for the opening and the reading. People, people are meant for working and traveling, for getting out and meeting up, for visiting and celebrating, for gathering and socializing, aren't we? And yet, here many of us still sit in the spaces and places we've been occupying almost exclusively in the last couple of months, remaining and waiting and waiting, and waiting. Perhaps feeling more like a dusty jar of jam on a dusty old shelf more than ever before, enduring this sheltering in place, participating in this stay-at-home, cooperating mostly in this command to keep oneself entirely, to keep to oneself entirely, or at least to only be around those we cannot do without. And then I, as your pastor, come at you with a you-have-been-sealed-and-preserved kind of message on a holiday weekend, nonetheless, on a Memorial Day weekend, a time when we'd normally be breaking out the grilling aprons and tongs, or heading to parks to soak up the sun and feel the breeze, or watching parades, wearing our pinned poppies, or maybe taking in a concert, or starting to revisit places like Hershey Park to get a little sunburned and eat some ice cream. And here is this message that you have been sealed and preserved. Yeah, I think we're all well aware of that, Pastor. So what? So what? As you know, today is the Sunday in Memorial Day weekend 2020. As you may not realize, today is also the seventh Sunday in Easter, or a day otherwise known in the church as Ascension Day. A day in the life of the church during which we remember and celebrate the day that Jesus rose up to the very heavens. The day that Jesus rose after having been crucified and after having risen for and appeared to his disciples. This day celebrates when he finally ascended into the heavens to be seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty. It's the day during which we celebrate that event when Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Christ, the longed-for Messiah, floated up and out of sight and, and sailed away, so to speak. 
I saw that someone posted a brief but very fitting description of Ascension Day on Facebook this week, and I wanted to share it with you all. The post said in in big, bold letters, just think of it. Ascension Day is the day Jesus started to work from home. Now, many of us can relate to that during this specific season in our lives. So then, if today is the Sunday on our church calendar in which we celebrate the ascension of Jesus, and if this weekend is the weekend on our civic calendar during which we might pin on a paper poppy and do our best to remember and honor those in service who have sacrificed their lives for our freedom, and if this weekend is the weekend on our social calendars during which we usually do some sunning and celebrating, some relaxing and eating, some fireworks lighting and some parade watching, and if today is the day for which your pastor reads out and focuses upon these words, when you had heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and you believed in Jesus Christ, you were then marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard and believed, you were then sealed. If all that, then so what? Well, this is what. Have you heard? Have you believed? If you can answer with a heartfelt and heartwarmed yes, then, then you have been sealed and protected and preserved with the promised Holy Spirit, and you have not, not been sealed and preserved so that you will sit on a shelf indefinitely. No, for what would be the point of that? Rather, you have been given the Holy Spirit. You see, you have been painted with a spiritual wax, protected and preserved so that your true coloring as Christian and servant will stay bold and bright and true. You have been dabbed and sealed with the sealing wax so that the parchment of your faith and belief will remain untampered with and ready for the coming days. You have been covered over with a layer of canning wax so that the sweetness of all your spiritual goodness will remain fresh and undefiled for the time of the great opening. Your wick has been dipped and dipped and dipped and you have been layered and layered and finally fully formed. Not so that you can sit on a shelf in a closet getting dusty and remaining in the dark, but so that you can be lit and so that your light as a child of the most holy God, so that your fire can be set aflame and you can burn and burn and burn. Be assured, beloved family in Christ, this time will come to an end. And know that God has a purpose and a plan in mind for his people. After all, we have been painted with the power of the Holy Spirit, preserved and protected for just that time to prove this is so. I can't wait until that day. That day we get to scratch and peel and pick and scrape away at all of our waxed up and protective coverings because I know we will be astounded at the brilliant design underneath and amazed at how we have been perfectly readied, bold, bright, and beautiful, readied specifically and spiritually for the wonderful purpose God has in mind. What a day that will be. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, 
and of the sealing Holy Spirit. Amen. Our next hymn this morning is entitled, Be Still, My Soul. It's number 534 in the hymnal. Be still, my soul, the Lord is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to your God to order and provide. In every change, God faithfully will remain. Be still, my soul, your best, your heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. Be still, my soul, your God will undertake to guide the future as in ages past. Your hope, your confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be bright at last. Be still, my soul. The waves and winds still know the Christ who ruled them while he dwelt below. Be still, my soul. The hour is hastening on when we shall be forever with the Lord. When disappointment, grief, and fear are gone, sorrow forgot, love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past. All safe and blessed we shall meet at last. Now would be the time in our service in which we ask the ushers to come forward and we give of our offering. Please know, beloved family at Plains, that while our doors remain closed during this pandemic, our ministry goes on and the bills still need to be paid. Let's continue to do our most and do our best as we have been doing to help keep Plains UMC from becoming one of those churches which cannot recover from this time of closure. And so I say now, as I say every week, just as our Almighty God gave entirely of God's self for our sakes, so we are likewise called to give up of ourselves for the sake of others. Let us pray. O God, our God, receive and bless these gifts which we offer in response to your steadfast love. As your Son, Jesus, transformed people's lives, so may the lives of others be transformed through our giving, through our love, and through our witness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise God, all creatures here below. Praise God above, ye heavenly host. Praise Creator Christ and Holy Ghost. Amen. And now as we have so gathered, not together in body physically, but still together as the body of Christ, let us bend the knees of our hearts and bow our heads before our Creator, Sustainer, and Lord in prayer. Let us pray. O Lord, hear our prayer. O Lord, hear our prayer. When we call, answer us. O Lord, hear our prayer. O Lord, hear our prayer. Come and listen to Merciful God, full of grace, hear our prayers of confession and our prayers of need in these next few moments of silence.
holy and gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of life, for the gift of your Son, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Compassionate and merciful, Lord, lead us through the trials and suffering and sorrow, the challenges and struggles, the tired times and dark places. Continue to lend your presence, Lord. Be with those who weep or cannot sleep. Be with those who have no peace. And be with those who seek release. We ask that you lead us with grace, with love, and with peace. We pray that you fill us with hope, with patience, and with stamina. Ever-living God, your eternal Christ once dwelt on earth, confined by time and space. Give us the faith to determine in every time and place his presence among us, the presence of him, Jesus Christ, our ascended Lord. And Almighty God, on this Memorial Day weekend, we remember those we lost, and we ask that you keep our whole country under your protection. On this Memorial Day weekend, we honor the men and women in uniform who have placed our lives ahead of their own lives. We hold them in our hearts today. For their service, we give you thanks. Protect the men and women in uniform today whose lives are on the line now until their work becomes unnecessary. When swords are beaten into plowshares and spears into pruning hooks, and we shall tolerate war no more. And on this Memorial Day weekend, we ask that you wipe out sin from this land and save us from the deep grief of regret. Bless us with your wisdom, Lord, so that the poor may not be oppressed and the rich may not be the oppressors. Make this a nation of having no ruler but God and a nation of having no authority but that of love. And as we remember with sadness those we have loved and lost, Teach us to no longer glorify the conflicts and violence that tear us apart, but rather teach us to give all the glory to you, our God, the one who calls us to use our freedom peaceably, the God who is God of all nations and peoples, the Lord who is of love and wholeness and peace. May our worship of you teach us to long for unity and to fully reject all that divides your good creation we pray these things in the name of the one who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit and continue to pray as he taught us to, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our final hymn this morning is entitled, O God in Heaven, and is hymn number 119 in our hymnal. O God in Heaven, grant to thy children mercy and blessing, songs never ceasing, love to unite us, grace to redeem us. O God in Heaven, dear Lord, our God. Jesus, Redeemer, may we remember thy gracious passion, thy resurrection. Worship we bring thee, praise we sing thee, Jesus, Redeemer, Jesus, our Lord. Spirit descending, whose is the blessing, strength for the weary, help for the needy, sealed in our kinship, thine be our worship, 
spirit descending, spirit adored. This is where our worship ends and our service begins. May the peace of the Lord be with you. As Romans 15, 13 tells us, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore. Enjoy your Memorial Day, everyone. I wish I could be with you. Amen.